All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hi. (laughs) Hey. Welcome back, everyone. Good to be with you. Good to be back. Welcome to a better answer. Yeah. Uh, Full disclosure, I don't know what we're going to talk about today yet. Okay. I have a rough idea. Yeah. But I have no idea. But you just got back from something. Yeah. How was it? It was awesome. I got to go to Nicaragua Uh with Compassion International, who is a really big nonprofit, and see their work and visit Mm -hmm. the kids who my family helped sponsor through them, which was amazing. Because, okay, this is what I learned. Can I tell you what I learned? Yes. Oh, I learned a couple things, but I'll tell you the one big one. Okay. I think the world trains us to be completely cynical. Yeah. And think that the things that have the appearance of good aren't ever actually good. Mm. So compassion runs a a thing that, yeah, like we just kind of go, oh, well, because something that was supposed to be good then proved to be false or hypocritical, then we apply it to everything. At least that's how I am. I think that's how a lot of people are. So Compassion International does this thing where for 38 bucks a month, you can sponsor a child and what you pay for is to help them have uh, tutoring after school and provide meals and fun in a safe place and um, they get introduced to the Bible and Jesus and it's really, really, really cool. But it, it it's one of those that like, I don't know, even though my family's been paying to sponsor mm-hmm. kids for I think mm-hmm. eight years, yeah, something in me was still like, well, I'm sure they like, you know, take that money and yeah, right. kind of spread it around and like <clears throat> hypothetically my money pays for the yeah. whoever, ki- whatever kids picture they sent me, but like it doesn't. Yeah really or it's 38 bucks but i'll bet i bet the kid sees like two mm-hmm. of those dollars and mm-hmm. they use it for other things and mm-hmm. whatever and right man it wasn't that at all it was really really cool like they yeah. they do what they say yeah and yeah. you can totally see it that's cool so that's it was awesome. it was really really cool you Remember? know what's interesting about that mindset what is if you were given like i don't know something like think about anything in your life you have responsibility over yeah. and then say did you handle it 100% responsibly? <laughs> <It's> uh, like, <laughs> I try. You try, right? I try. try. That's the best I could say. But then there's always, we all we all have gaps. And so it's just, I think it's funny, like we want mercy extended to ourselves, but then if, and I'm not saying. But we want perfection. Right. Knows, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Um, that kind of makes me think, okay, in the spirit of picking a topic, yeah. <clears throat> we could talk about what is real love. Okay. Because I know the Bible says love Always hopes or always believes. I don't remember. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, so we're talking about what is real love. And last week we did the uh, five minute thing. And I hope that went well. Mm-hmm. You, can, you guys can listen back to it. It was only five minutes. So if, you, if, you list mas- if you missed last week, it's really easy to catch up. Um, mm-hmm. But we could talk about that because, I mean, <clears throat> in my own life, I've, I went a lot of years b- believing false things about what real love is and it led me down two places and to uh experiences that were ultimately harmful and made it harder for me later in life especially like getting married and stuff like that mm-hmm. or with friends like 
trusting friends and stuff like that. So let's talk about what is real love. Um, do you have any place to start? Well, give me a specific. You want to talk about real love in general, or do you want to apply it to like relationships, <laughs> marriage, dating? Yeah, that's a good call. I feel like what I'm intending is in terms of um, like romantic. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Okay. Because I think it's probably the place where love gets the most yes. like <clears throat> twisted and misunderstood. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, so uh, this is a really I, – I, I truly I love this topic. And I love it because the Bible says God is love. And if mm-hmm. you wanted a summary of like what's the whole – What's like the whole thing kind of boiled down to, which one time Jesus was asked that question by the Pharisee, you know, like what's the right, right. greatest commandment? And it's yeah. like, love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor <clears> as yourself. <throat> yeah. It's like, that's, right. that's the summation according to Jesus mm-hmm. of the whole thing that boils down to love. So knowing what love is, yeah. is kind of super critical. Right. You know, some people would be angry at you for summing it up to that. <laughs> Why? Because uh, while I fully agree that knowing where you need to turn to God or looking at faults in your life is important. They would say that without, if you don't add that in, then you're missing the picture of God. And like, I know it's part of it, but I think yeah. some people would be angry at you <laughs> for just saying that we can sum it up as God is love. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> I would never say you could sum up the whole thing in three words. God is love. Right. Because <laughs> You can misapply who, who is God. Oh, pick the wrong one. It doesn't work, work out right. so well. Uh, right. Love. Yeah. Pick a wrong definition of love, and that statement doesn't work right. out so well. And uh-huh. then you have to apply it. God is love. Well, what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's more beyond it. But if you wanted to um, get at what is the main thing for mm-hmm. us yeah. in relation, it's, it's what Jesus said. So this yeah. is, I'll read you from Matthew 22 verse, let's go uh, 35. Uh, This is the Pharisees. One of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with this question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on Mm. these two commands. So when I say it's summed up in that, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. summed up in the idea of love. But right. Jesus doesn't just stop there. He gives really, really specific instructions about what love is. Okay. And he does it again and again and again. I like this as kind of a, a title verse, yeah. though. This is John fifteen thirteen. Jesus okay. said, no greater love has anyone than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm. So Jesus says love is yeah. laying down your life for someone else. One of yeah. my favorite theologians is Greg Boyd, and he, he defines love as ascribing worth to someone else at cost to yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if I ascribe worth to you, it costs me nothing. That's not, yeah. that's not love. Right. Um, if I don't ascribe you worth, but it costs me something, that's not love. So it's like this yeah. ascribing worth <clears throat> to someone else at cost to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the greatest version of that is laying down your life for someone else. Yeah. So that's the biggest idea and that's the biggest difference okay. from biblical love versus modern culture love. Yeah. Biblical love is self-sacrificial love. Yeah. Okay. I I thought love was a feeling. Love is not a feeling, it's an action. Okay. Affection's a feeling. <laughs> it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh 
but love is that thing that happens to me like, oh, oh, okay, there it is. Like that's yes. And and in my past, I've used that to identify whether or not what I was going to do or wanted was good. Yeah. Love, love is, that's <clears throat> part of the confusion with mo- the modern culture version, is the affection uh-huh. becomes the thing. Yeah. And I don't know about you, I've been married for a while, been plenty of times, I've not felt affection towards mm-hmm. Sarah, mm-hmm. but I've done things to love her anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've been upset at her, right. but I've still done the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> Did I love her? <laughs> Because I didn't feel right. No, you did. Affection, yes. Right. So that's where you go. Love is not affection. You know, that's what's funny about that is this weekend we were getting ready to go to like a, a party with friends to celebrate mm-hmm. their engagement, and Sarah had been baking food and cupcakes and such to go to the party, mm-hmm. and we got in some stupid fight. And later we were like, yeah, neither one of us were doing great. But um, I went outside because I was really angry. Yeah. <laughs> of what happened? And I just sat down. It's like, okay, God, I'm really angry. Uh, what do I do? <clears throat> and all I heard was choose to love her anyway and do the dishes, mm-hmm. even though she's not going to let you. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I walked back in. I just put my headphones in. Like I was still frustrated. So I put my headphones in, had music, and it was like, hi, I don't, we don't have to talk. I'm just going to do the dishes. And she tried to stop me. I was like, no, I'm going to do the dishes. <laughs> and things got so much better after that. Yeah. Genuinely. Because I think she saw that even though, even though neither one of us wanted to really interact, I was still choosing to show up and be with her and help her out. Yes. Which is also in the Bible. First um, John 419 says, we love because he first loved mm. us. So, yeah. When you actually love someone, yeah. you do the actions of love, yeah. what it will produce if they choose to receive it. Because they can reject it, yeah. but if they choose to receive it as love, it yeah. will create this like reciprocal cycle of mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. And it acts like a flywheel. <laughs> if you've ever read Jim right. Collins' book, Good to Great, he talks about the flywheel. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a <clears> biblical <throat> principle yeah. based on love. Someone loves you, yeah. you receive it, you naturally want to love them back. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't not love them back yeah, in yeah. some tangible, tactical way. Right. And even so, <clears throat> like our feelings, they, they interact with us so much and they they can tell us what to do, but we we get to decide whether or not they are in control, right? Yeah. And so I remember just like, and you guys listening probably know this, when you get so angry, you're just like, oh, I'm just like, I yeah. just have to sit here and like nothing will console me. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I remember just asking if Jesus were here and he were in my home, how would he interact with her? Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized he would do the dishes. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. I, was, I was not happy when I realized that because then I knew I had to do it. So, Right. Well, and that's where if you, if you just reduce love to affection, yeah. then you're a lazy, terrible partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because this is, if this is, we're applying this to romantic relationships. Yeah. If if what you what you, your definition of love is, I feel affection towards this person. Mm-hmm. You're doing it completely, utterly wrong, and your relationship will fail. Mm-hmm. It'll be it'll be horrible. Yeah. That those are some stark words. Uh, I've been around for a while. <laughs> I promise you, if that's how you treat it, it will fail. Can you elaborate? Um, why why will it fail that way? So here's a statement I hate. Yeah, we just fell out of love. Mm-hmm. We're mm-hmm. not we're not in love anymore. Yeah. No, you're not doing loving acts towards each other anymore. You mm-hmm. decided to stop doing loving acts towards each other. Mm-hmm. That is, we, 
<clears throat> that's a choice. Yeah. You can make it. Right. But it's a choice to stop doing loving acts towards somebody. This idea of, of we just fell out of love. Yeah. That is not a Bible idea. Mm-hmm. You will not find that anywhere remotely close at all anywhere in the Bible. Yeah. Oh, we just, we just, you know, we just fell out of love. We still care for each other. We're still friends. We just fell mm-hmm. out of love. No, if you're married, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> you continue to love each other. Right. Um, here's, here's, a, I'll give you more. Everybody knows John 316. It's on the signs of the football games. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Mm-hmm. Whoever mm-hmm. believes in him would have yeah. eternal life. Right. Amazing. Okay. Here's first John 316. <laughs> Okay, same guy, John. Yeah. Different book. Different book. First yeah. John. This is long after John is like the the uh, biography of Jesus. First John is a letter he wrote to the church about okay. how to follow Jesus. Yeah. First John three sixteen. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Wow. And if you think if you think what I just said was harsh, listen to this. Here's the next verse. First John, three seventeen. <laughs> if anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need. That means any other believer, by the yeah. way, not a biological brother. Right. Any other believer in need, but has no pity on them. Mm. How can the love of God be in that person? Mm. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not making up the idea right, of love right. not being affectionate, being action. <clears throat> that's what it is. It's biblically biblical love. If you want to know this, again, we talk about, well, God is love. Uh-huh. The reason you can't just take that statement and run with it is because we have the wrong definition. Uh, God is okay. love, actions, tangible love. Mm-hmm. John three sixteen, mm-hmm. giving up his own son, his own life for right. you. And what he calls you to is for you to be love, yeah. to act and to sacrifice for the mm. people he's put around you. To the extent of you see anybody in need, yeah. you do it. Well, right. great. That, that would be amazing. Let's just start with the person who we're in a relationship with. Yeah. And let's yeah. try to love that person exceptionally right. well the way that Jesus loves us. Mm-hmm. Can I take it up a notch? Please. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me take it up a notch. I believe that there are different calls to the guy in the relationship mm-hmm. versus the woman in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I base this on Ephesians 5. Okay. One of the favorite things, if I do a premarital counseling yeah. for people, which I don't do a whole lot of weddings, so if you email in and you want me to do your wedding, it probably won't work. But <laughs> <laughs> I can connect you with somebody who's exceptionally at doing weddings, and hey, maybe it will work, so mm-hmm. who knows. But warning, when I do your wedding, mm-hmm. I do premarital counseling with yeah. you, and I make you sit down, and I make you talk, the two of you together, okay. about marriage, and try to do my best to prepare you for it. Because I don't yeah. want to commission a marriage, perform the ceremony, without making sure you understand what it is you're getting into. Right. That would be terrible. Yeah. One of the one of the weeks, I tell the couples, I say, hey, go away. Your homework this week is to read Ephesians 5. Mm-hmm. Read it, and then come back, and we're going to talk about it. And every time what happens is they they read it, and then they like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they read it in the driveway on the way in, and <laughs> they don't like, they, yeah. they, they sit down. And I ask them, I say, hey, so, by the way, Ephesians 5, if you're not familiar with it, Here's some select passages. Yeah, yeah. Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. Yikes. It has like zingers like that in yeah. it, right? And so I ask them to read it. I'm like, you read it. And then the first question I ask is, do you see any differences between uh-huh. the, the call to wives and the call to husbands? Mm-hmm. And everybody is so affected mm-hmm. by modern philosophy mm-hmm. and modern morality, cultural morality, that they all say no. Yeah. The call is the same, mm. same one. And they do it for, for, I think, a noble reason. It's because 
they've seen and they've heard examples of that verse in particular, mm-hmm. wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord, taken wildly out of con- context and mm-hmm. used to abuse women. Mm-hmm. And so there's a fear around engaging with scripture at an intellectual standpoint because of all yeah. others have misinterpreted it and abused it. Okay. And so I always go, great, um, you're wrong. Yeah. There are distinct roles. And I promise if you'll listen, it's actually really good in the mm. recipe for a healthy marriage. Okay. And here's the distinction. So wives, um, which, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in a relationship, if you're dating somebody, I don't want this to just apply to people who are already married, but I think about as you're dating, as you're considering getting married, mm-hmm. I want you to know if you embrace <clears throat> Jesus as part of your marriage, if you mm-hmm. want to follow him together as a Christ-centered family, Here's biblically the two roles you should consider entering into yeah. for and with each other. Okay. So it does say in verse 22, wives submit yourselves to your own husband as you do to the Lord. Um, now, if you dig into what the word submit means, mm-hmm. it means accept. Mm-hmm. It means take, um, receive the words of who you are and okay. leadership and care and all these all these sorts of things, right? Okay. It doesn't just mean... You, uh, you just do whatever your husband says. And here's, right. the, here's the biggest point that gets yeah. missed when people abuse this, this verse. He gives three verses to wives. Never, by the way, says wives love your husbands. Hmm. You will not find any command in the entire Bible for wives <laughs> to lo- love their husbands. Well, hey. <laughs> you won't. Okay. It's fascinating, Interesting. isn't it? Interesting. Yeah, that is. Okay. But verse 25, he starts in on husbands. And he talks to husbands for five verses. Okay. So a whole lot longer. Yeah. And he starts with husbands love your wives, mm-hmm. comma, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just stop there and you go, okay, husbands, I just want to, if, if you thought wives had it hard, submit to your husbands. Okay. Right. Husbands, you have a higher calling and a harder calling, which mm-hmm. is to love your wife the way that Christ loved the whole church. He yeah. gave himself completely, laid down his life for her. Yeah. That's the call of husbands. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. Wow. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own body. Mm-hmm. He goes on and on. Like, it's this idea of, self-sacrificial love yeah. to the point of not just not just sacrificing for mm-hmm. her, but even the way you think <clears throat> about your wife. Um, I, just, I just spent the last few weeks reading through Ephesians 5, this section in particular, in my own morning quiet time, digging into it. And if you look at the verbs here, they're really fascinating. It's love, mm-hmm. cleanse, present. Um, it's these like, nourish, cherish. Right, right. It's these words that are all action-oriented. Right. And the one that stood out to me was this idea of present her to himself as a radiant church without yeah. stain or wrinkle or any blemish. What does it mean to present something to yourself? Uh, I don't, I have no idea. Think about it. Okay. How do you <laughs> think about your wife? Okay. Or so your fiance, your girlfriend. Do you yeah. consider her, you know, kind of judgy? Uh-huh. You consider her like a little bit rude. Yeah. You consider her like how you think about someone okay. yeah. is how you present them to yourself. And what Jesus says is present her to yourself 
as radiant, mm-hmm. without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just uh, anyway, go home and do that. Now. <laughs> that sounds, uh, there's a lot in there that is hard to follow. Yeah. Or may I say impossible to perfectly follow. Yes. Um, what I do hear, what, I, what I'll tell you I hear is a lot of that is to elevate um, the woman. Yeah. Via the husband or. Yeah. Yes. So, and so why do you think, I, I'm okay that we've kind of gone off topic. I think this is, it's all right. We've still about love. Um, yeah, oh yeah. I don't think we're off topic. Okay, good. Great. Why do you think this is so, the, okay, so yeah, why in culture is a scary or like. Well, so what this would say, let me, let yeah. me apply this to a marriage because somebody's, somebody's listening and I've had this happen before in premarital counseling where yeah. um, people get very upset at me and they're like, no, yeah, yeah. you know, are you saying a wife is, doesn't have to love her husband and is, no, is like, hold, relax, hold on for a second. <laughs> what I'm saying is the Bible gives a clear mm-hmm. challenge to husbands to be the first one to love. Remember yeah. what I said earlier? Yeah. If you love someone and yeah. they receive that love, it will be reciprocated. Mm-hmm. It'll be a flywheel in a relationship. Yeah. Love will reciprocate love. Yeah. It will. What Jesus says right here is, husbands, I'm looking at you to go first. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day, mm-hmm. when you're in an argument and someone has to lose, right. I'm looking to you to lose. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. when you've both missed each other and there's yeah. been some horrible miscommunication and you're in a fight, I'm asking you to apologize first. Yeah. And then not just apologize and then be upset when she doesn't, but apologize, do the actions of somebody who loves that person, you wash the dishes, mm-hmm. take out the trash, or whatever it is, and yeah. then think about her in your own mind, not as, she hasn't even <clears throat> said sorry yet, right. Right. selfish and yeah. rude and all the things, I'm so uh-huh. much better. Don't think that, instead think, uh, she is radiant, mm-hmm. without stain, mm-hmm. or wrinkle, or any blemish, she is holy and she is blameless. Think mm-hmm. about her that way. Yeah. That's the challenge to husbands. And and it matters, again, because someone has to go first. Yeah. And if you'll go first in a relationship, it will reciprocate love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and the wife will love you back. Mm-hmm. It yeah. will be this 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 thing. And and I know, you know, I know it's not always that way. There have been plenty of times. Right. Plenty of times. Right. We've been in a fight and Sarah's been the first one to say, Yeah, hey, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I want, and that's great. That's 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 She's she's loving me mm-hmm. really, really well. Yeah. But what I always carry around is that at the end of the day, Jesus is going to look at me mm-hmm. and go, did you apologize first? Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've, I've actually heard from a number of people in my life and then also just trying to practice that, that uh, it would it's like a calling to go first generally yeah. in things like I can think of trying to practice Sabbath in our own life, which we've talked about, like we feel very unrested. Yeah. And it wasn't until I sacrificed my own time and attention to make sure the, f- the first one we did this year was really, really good. Yeah. That we've actually feel like we've got a handle on it. Yeah. And we both are really excited about it. Um, so I know that can be, it just can get so misconstrued and misunderstood. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I don't, like it, it's difficult. It, it, it's totally difficult. One, and it's difficult on both and, and both ends, right? Like the wives submit yourself to your own husbands. Yeah. Part of that looks like wives, you're the first one to stop and listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, what is he saying? 
what are you saying that he needs? What, mm-hmm. am, I, what am I missing? I mean, that's there's an element to mm-hmm. that. I go, that's also really hard. Yeah. And just like I would never say to husbands, oh, husbands, see, hear that? It's on them to listen. You don't ever stop and listen. Right. I don't know. Both aim to do it. Yeah. Um, wives, aim to love your your husband like Jesus loves you. Aim to lay down your life, too. I'm not saying anybody gets a pass. I'm just saying there's clear biblical instructions right. yeah. that get a flywheel of love and a relationship going and get it back going when it stalls out. Okay. Okay. So what would you say? Uh, have you seen blessing in your life from this? Oh, yeah. Enormous. Why or how? Um. Okay. So we got married super quick. I think I've told that story before. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're we on went on our first date in like early March. Okay. We, within six weeks, knew we were going to marry each other. <laughs> that is crazy. In May, I flew to Des Moines, Iowa to ask her parents permission. And in September, we got married. Wow. So it was like pretty quick. How did that, so they just met you for the first time uh-huh. and you were like, so I want to marry your daughter. And yeah. they said, sounds good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there are some questions, but yeah. Of course. Yeah, no, they were, they were... Both our families are very supportive. Was one of the questions, never mind, I'm like, never mind, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, so when we had our first Valentine's Day, we had been married for five months already. Okay. Okay. That's, wow. how, that's how fast we got married. Dang. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. So back to, how have you seen blessing? Um, that shouldn't work. It shouldn't that was my work. point of telling that story. You shouldn't oh. be able to get married that fast and yeah. then have like a good. <laughs> yeah. Also, Sarah and I are opposites in every way possible. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm spontaneous. She mm-hmm. is not. Mm-hmm. Like, both to the nth degree. She's in <clears throat> super not spontaneous. Yeah. I am super always spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everything's the exact opposite. And yet, it, it has been... Uh, I hesitate to say this word because someone's going to write me off. <laughs> um, What's your email again? I'm just <laughs> It's been entirely easy to be married to her mm-hmm. for a long time. And mm-hmm. it's not because we naturally click together or really vetted each other or yeah. uh, never fight. We fight as much as everybody else. Yeah. But we we know how to move through it. Yeah. And we move through it because she believes. And part of the submission thing is you, it's way – think how much easier it would be to submit to somebody – follow their in- instruction, receive mm-hmm. care, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. If you knew that person yeah. had your absolute best interest at heart far and above your own. Yeah. That's the... Right. Like, well, of course. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh-huh. Um, she trusts me to love her. hmm And I try... I don't succeed all the time, but I yeah. try to be the first one to say sorry. I try... To right. present her, think about her every time I think about her, yeah, as spotless, yeah, and as perfect and as radiant and all those all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And man, does that make for a better marriage? Yeah, yeah. That makes <laughs> it ends sense. it ends arguments a whole lot quicker and yeah. a whole lot healthier, and you grow through them. So right, right. Anyway, to to end this podcast, uh, I just want to say so earlier. So we we're learning love is not a love is a verb. Yeah. And affection does not define whether or not you're feeling true love. Action over affection. Yeah. Two yeah. words that start with A. Now, what you're not saying is that affection is not part of a marriage. That's not true. But no. it's a priority of choice to love, choosing. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, again, in Ephesians 5, Jesus, there's a reason yeah. Jesus is like, think about her as she's so awesome. Right. Well, that's going to produce affection in you, which is going to yeah. make it a whole lot easier totally. to lay down your life for her. Yeah. And when you lay down your life for her <clears> and you serve her, guess what? That's going to produce affection in, in her for you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so it's part of the equation, but it's not, the, the world would say it is the beginning and the end of the equation. Yeah. It's yeah. not. Yep. It's not. The beginning and the end of the equation is doing acts, self-sacrificial acts mm-hmm. of love again and again and again, every single day, day after day. Yeah. After day, after day. Do you care if I give the, uh, like the end? Go for what it. Do you, what do you call it? The encouragement and challenge? I don't even know. What to take with them. Yeah. So when I first had lunch with you, we mm. had burgers and you put in front of me a ketchup bottle and a mustard bottle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't remember. You don't remember. This, this no. is funny. And, um, you said to me, God will sometimes tell you, Nick, take the ketchup bottle. And all you want is the mustard bottle. And in that moment, you're going to have to choose the ketchup bottle. Although I think it was flipped because I like ketchup better. And I was thinking, I don't <laughs> want that. Um, so my end thing for you guys to think about is there's probably some wrestling going on. I'm still having it. I mean, Kyle brought these verses up and I'm like, Kyle, I don't know how I'm going to share this episode with people because it's going to frustrate them. <laughs> And that's perfectly okay. The point is, uh, God has things to say yeah. in the Bible that are challenging and hard. Instead of sitting in the frustration or sitting in the confusion, mm-hmm. take a step forward. Ask God questions. What is it, what is God saying here? What is His heart? Because mm-hmm. it could be different. The same way you can misconstrue God is love to mean God always wants you to feel affection, when it really means um, mm-hmm. He chooses you, He protects you, and all these other things. Mm-hmm. We need, we just need, we need to think about it. So if you're wrestling with anything, actually wrestle with it. Ask the questions, don't stay there and bring somebody else in. I think that's always a good idea to bring somebody else in, especially if they believe in Jesus and are surrendered to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the day, the call to love is a call to mirror how Jesus loves you. Yeah. So if nothing else, <clears throat> just know that God loves you exceptionally. Yeah. Um, at the end of that entire chapter, Ephesians 5, mm-hmm. Paul writes, this is a profound mystery, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. <laughs> However, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Mm-hmm. So he ends, he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I was actually talking about Jesus and the church the whole time. But yeah, no, I guess <laughs> that really does apply to marriage. <laughs> and so just hear that. I mean, yeah. if you're whoever you are, Jesus loves you. Um, incredibly, he's given himself up for you. He, yep. When he thinks about you, he presents you to him as radiant without stain, <clears throat> wrinkle, blemish, but holy and blameless. Yeah. That's how he thinks about you. If you know mm. and believe in him, that's yeah. that's the whole thing. So, right. And if you're if you're dating somebody, my last thought for you would be um, just consider, is, this, is mm-hmm. this someone you want to enter into that self-sacrificial love mm-hmm. cycle with for a lifetime? Yeah. Because that's marriage. Yeah, I love that. Hey, if you guys are enjoying what's happening here, we are starting a community with these principles. So email me, Nick dot snyder at crossroads.net snyder with an i if you're interested interested in joining also i'd love if you'd share this episode or any episodes that have impacted you with a friend we'd love to bring people into this anything else that's it all right love you guys see ya